Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the lovely Kimberly Rose. Thank you, Ed. Hello, everyone. Boy, do we have an exciting show today. Yes. I know. And it's interesting because both Kimberly and I are excited about this show. We have interest in this show. And because we have so much background knowledge, this is going to be a good topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to meditate, but I've never really practiced. I mean, I've tried a couple of times and thought that yep. that didn't really work for me. I don't know what, what I just did. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah. This is going to be great, especially since we know I use CBD. A lot. Yes. And those, yeah, we will get to some really cool content. I don't want to speed ahead too fast. Uh, but we're also very fortunate to have a guest here who is very good at this topic. We have Erin Harvey with us. She's a meditation instructor and spiritual confidence coach. She has a huge background. I'm just going to say in advance neuroscience. Just crazy, crazy talent this girl has. Anyway, I would like to introduce Erin Harvey. Erin, thanks for show- joining our show. Oh, goodness. Thank you so much, Ed and Kim. I'm excited. I took my, my Canafil Balance CBD, so I'm not even nervous. Oh, nice. <laughs> what a great idea. So we've got, we don't get nervous anymore, so we don't even think about that. I'm pretty yeah. sure Kim still has a daily regimen of CBD, but yeah. I don't even think about it. To be, to be honest, I go in the other direction. I'm like, I double my caffeine. Oh, on so. Fridays. I'm like four cups in and yeah, this is how it turns out. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun drive here. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, hey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, it's a very interesting story when you shared it with me. So give us a minute of who Aaron Harvey is. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, I um, I'm a mother of two. Uh, divorce, so single mom, which has its own, you know, complications in itself. Absolutely. So, uh, and I was raised in a very spiritual, or I'm sorry, a very religious background. And so, in 2008, I had the the luxury of going to the Chopra Center to do what's called Panchakarma. So it's a week of de- detox. Yep. And I learned to meditate, and the principles that they taught me were truth, like it was immediate truth. And so, the meditation that that I I instruct and I teach is primordial sound meditation. And it's a mantra meditation. I could get into it for hours, Yeah, but it changed my life. It literally changed my life from the minute I started doing it. It was truth. Now it changed a lot of my lifestyle. And then it got me thinking about science because all my family is a science background as well as meditation and, and, and Western medicine as well. So Mm -hmm. what I really like to do is be very, very bold in teaching people how to develop their confidence with spirituality, mindfulness, as well as some humor and, um, and combining the, you know, the Eastern philosophies of quote unquote spirituality, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, and meditation, because that's number one and key. And, um, and then, you know, the Western medicine with the Eastern philosophies. And so I, I love my, my target is women, people who have okay. been through what I have, because I've been through a divorce many, many, you know, uh, physical ailments, not that I'm going to identify with them, but, uh, meditation as well as being authentic and vulnerable has helped me extremely. So that's my, my passion is to help people. 
That's you know why? It's very purposeful. That was very smart for you to go in that direction. Yes. And we believe helping others is a secret to a fulfilled life. Yes, it is and our so motto. We're in line and we love it. As a matter of fact, when you shared the impact meditation had on you, you gave me chills. Mm. Yeah, yes. I was pretty impressed. Yes. Okay. All right. So this is who we get uh, to share this knowledge with is Aaron, who is, is incredible, absolutely incredible. Here's how we're going to do today's show. We're going to start by diving into the science back. You know how we do it. Listeners, we do only peer-reviewed, peer-reviewed studies, peer-reviewed trials, peer-reviewed articles. Anybody that doesn't know this, that means other doctors have to chime in. There are certain requirements that have to be met for this to be published. Perfect. Uh, and we're going to start there. And we're going to review two that you're not going to want to miss. Because when I dove through the, through the first one, I went, and I'm jumping on the bandwagon with Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Because it all sounds very healthy for the brain. Yeah. And that's very. where I was not when I tried this before. And I did try this. I tried this to be in control of my monkey brain. Uh, that I understood that I had a conscience. I was my spirit. And that my spirit was in control of my brain, but not really. No. So not at all. <laughs> I learned meditation to just conquer that piece. Yes. But wow, when I went through the, these studies that you shared with me, I'm like, holy smokes, now there's like another dozen reasons why I'm going to do this. Amen. Yep. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. So, so that's where I wanted to start. And Erin and I are going to dive into the science. Uh, she shared this with me. She has the background. And Kimberly Rose is the enthusiastic, wants to start meditation. Yes. All right. I, I play the same role almost every time. I'm just the one that's going to ask this maybe silly questions, but it's love. probably what everybody's maybe thinking in the, in the background. I love it. It's so nurturing and so genuine. It was a great, it was a great contribution to this, Kimberly. Okay. Hey, how about, um, so in this, this review that I have in front of me, uh, general psychiatry, biological mechanism, study of meditation and its application in mental disorders. Mm. All right. <laughs> so it starts out with all the things that meditation has an impact on. And I've got about a dozen of them. We're going to go through them briefly, but I think each and every one of them are deserving to be on this list. Yes. Modulation, epigenetics, improving telomere regulation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going in your direction. <laughs> so telomere, what do you know about it? So telomeres are at the end of your DNA, DNA string, yep. um, strands. And so when you think of a telomere, telomere, potato, potato, yeah. uh, you, you think of uh, kind of like shoelaces when they, when they frazzle, right. Yep. Or when they, so as we get older, they actually shorten. Mm -hmm. And so there's enzymes and different scientific stuff that helps to actually either keep them, you know, where they're at or, you know, and prevent them from shortening and or growing them, which includes nutritional supplements as yep. well. But meditation definitely helps to do that. So I asked GPT AI, mm -hmm. uh, what that, what that was. Uh, telomeres are protective caps at the end of the chromosome that shorten with each cell division. Yes. So it's an aging thing. Yes. Right. And the shortened telomeres are associated with cellular aging, various age-related diseases. Some studies suggest that meditation and other-minded 
other mind-body practices may help maintain telomere length. So you're spot on. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's years of self-study. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure AI pinged you when, <laughs> when I asked it that question. Oh, you're flattering. Aaron, Aaron what's a telomere? <laughs> All right. So then we go. Uh, and short meditation practices can change brain morphology with higher cortex thickness, gray matter, volume, and density. Yes. Yeah, that was impressive. I don't know if we're going to dive into these things because, again, we have a lot of them. But if you want to speak to somebody, you just chime right in. Well, let me let me just comment on that one for the Would most you? part because this morning I was rereading it and I thought, man, you know, the organs of our body – are amazing. Yeah. I mean, our body is, is, is absolutely a miracle. And what absolutely. we're, what we're learning about the brain is so very important. And I think it hasn't been recognized as, Hey, we need to take care of our brain just as much as we need to take care of our heart, our liver, our kidney, our lungs, everything. And so I'm, I'm really passionate about brain health right now. Mm-hmm. My brother would be happy. He's a neurosurgeon. So yeah, I, <laughs> maybe he wouldn't totally be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's sitting there going, Yep, she's slammed. She, he messed that one up too. <laughs> How cute, though, right, yeah. siblings? All right. Do you recognize Sahaja Yoga? If I'm even saying that correctly, there's a there's a lot of uh, different meditation. Types. I'm sorry, so, uh, I should say that correctly. Sahaja <laughs> Yoga meditation. Yes. Okay. There's lots of different techniques that have been brought over, you know, here to the to you know, the U S and the Western civilization. And so uh, there's a lot of people who have gurus. Me personally, I, I like to just, I like to be my own guru. And so something, but I also think that something like that is a pathway to learn and Mm -hmm. to really learn yourself with a capital S. Well, it's interesting, uh, because it had an impact on sensory mood, attention, mood and attention regulation in the brain. Hmm. And which kind of fed to why I jumped into it for the very first time mm-hmm. to be in charge yes. of that crazy animal of mine. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And how are you going to do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I was successful, but it left as quickly as I was able to master it. So I stopped for a couple of weeks. It went away and. Oh it's, my God. Oh yeah. That's why they call it a practice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of the things you want to, you want to always keep your practice up I because ag- you lose it. Yeah. Oh. This is, this is actually a good time to bring this up because Kim and I are very, uh, we've been two years now at the gym together mm-hmm. and we recognize if we take breaks like we did in COVID, it's gone. How long did it take us to get it back? Yeah. Wow. So a while. I'm hearing this is similar. Correct. Correct. It's a practice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm not going to say that meditation is easy because we do have monkey minds and we have mm-hmm. so much stress and, and our fight and flight, you know, is always on, honestly, if we can, if we're honest with ourselves, which that impacts, you know, meditation helps to reduce that fight or flight, which is great, but it is a practice. You have to make it a priority, yeah. just like you put good food into your body, just like you go to the gym, just like you practice good, you know, sleep hygiene, and, you know, Canafel is one of those that I'm, I am passionate about right now because it's like a pre-workout for meditation for me. And, that, and that's a really good way to put it. And science is agreeing with you a hundred percent. And I, and I'm just going to stay there one more time. Uh, I mean, a little longer on this thought process for two reasons. One, because it's smart to do it, but two, I want to make it easier for you to listen to the rest of this, mm-hmm. this clinical study. She is correct. Everybody knows nutrition. Everybody knows fitness. Everybody knows if you do not keep your nutrition up, there is an outcome. 
expect it to happen. We're just not looking at that when it comes to mindful practices that help to increase, bolster our neural system. Yes. Yeah, yes. which has an effect on so many things in the body. And I will argue that the meditation practice will actually make your day more efficient than anything else. Oh, yeah, I would argue that. Yeah you, yeah. yeah, you had us. <laughs> yeah, that's great. A while back. All right. So let's keep going then. Okay. Now we have meditation has been found to modulate the expression of inflammatory cytokines. Now, I definitely want to hear Aaron's. I'll give you my short one. Cytokines uh, are the triggers for inflammation. And as we age, inflammation becomes more of a problem because there's inflammation, there's inflammation in the brain. There's inflammation and organs and, and muscular skeletal. Uh, it's right. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. Yes. Really everywhere. Be you know, between the, the air that we breathe, the stress that we have, mm -hmm. uh, even, you know, going to the gym causes some inflammation, uh, you know, oxidative stress, all that inflammation. And it's the key word that's, you know, going around everywhere. So if we can yeah. mitigate that inflammation in our body, hence we can become, you know, healthier, less mm -hmm. disease, dis-ease, yeah. right? And so I'm extremely passionate. And yes, meditation can definitely help with the regulation of that. Yes. And again, I am reading from a peer-reviewed article, published article. All right. How about long-term meditation and modulates epigenetics and promotes health-related gene expression? What? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you guys are the experts. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Advanced mindfulness meditators display changes in histone modifications and chromatin regulated gene expressions after meditation. All right. So it didn't get any better. No. <laughs> no. Let's just let's just put it this way. It's good for you. Yes. <laughs> Both of you, well put. Yeah. All right. On to the next. Telomere length, as we had already discussed, is an indicator of cell aging and physiological stress, which gradually shortens during cell division and cell damage. Uh, so we already talked about that. It was on the list. I wanted to share it. Give these guys that wrote this article the credit. <laughs> Other studies have demonstrated that the physical and mental techniques of meditation encompassing Tai Chi, Jijong, Pigong. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome. yoga can significantly alleviate depression and anxiety in patients with major depressive disorder. This is something that I'm extremely passionate about. If I can just take a moment. Yes, please. So, uh, you know, there's lots of depression and anxiety in our family, including me. And I'll tell you what, between meditation and exercise and meds, I do believe in, in if you need the meds to have them. I don't know how... I don't even want to say this, but it's, it's literally saved my life, as I said Excellent. earlier. And so I'm very passionate about that because, uh, you know, even my daughters, I've taught them meditation, whether they do it or not, they're teenagers, but I'm, I'm all about any sort of health for our emotions and our brain and life. I mean, you look at it all, all the time, see all the violence and, and mental disorders, I hate that word, but mental disorders are not understood. And so if I can teach meditation and help people with that. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Because the more anxiety you wake up with, it's just not, it's not going to go away. It's going to stay there. It might even build through the day. I try and tell all of my customers, 
You don't want it to do this up and down. Let's try and bring it down and keep it at a level where it's nice and even. And if medication meditation helps you bring it down early in the, I don't, do you usually practice in the morning? Yes. You yeah, try yes, and do it in, in the, morning. the morning and in the evening. Okay. And if I don't get to the evening, eh, you know, yeah. but the morning at least to settle the brain down. Settle the brain. Yeah. That's, I mean, if and you wake up with an ang- anxiety ridden brain, you're going to have a tough day. Yes. And I, and even breathing techniques throughout the day, which I could go on and on about, but mm-hmm. if you get to that point, you can actually just close your eyes and take three deep breaths. And that's a bit of a meditation as well. Yeah. And I have heard this too. Mm-hmm. No. And, and to your point, both of you, uh, if you think of the body as just a really, really intelligent response mechanism, if you serve this up, it will respond. If you do not, yes. And mental disorders are a potential outcome because it is responding. It's protecting itself one way or the other. It's just, you may not like it. And how much have we seen during the pandemic? Oh my goodness. We're seeing results now. Yes, we are. It is absolutely an issue now. Okay. Let's say meditation intervention may be an alternative therapy to the management of PTSD. Also another Mm. mental disorder, attention deficit and hyperactivity disorders, schizophrenia. Okay, so they're all on this list and they are discussed in great detail. Uh, This was a, I think, 28 pages. Yeah, it was very long. So so we're certainly not trying to to do all that with you. Uh, So there is a conclusion, though, I do want to read. Over the past two decades, meditation has been used in a great variety of fields to relieve stress, regulate emotions, and promote physical and mental health. In recent years, the application of meditation and the psychiatric field has gradually received attention. It has become an adjunctive and alternative therapy for depression, PTSD, ADHD, and has been carried out for the acute and remission stages of and treatments for severe schizophrenia, so on and so on. So I can keep going, but it seems that in the last two years, and this was published in 2021, I believe. 2020, I'm sorry. So so that was 2018. Uh, so that means, what we got? Seven years? Six years? Yes. Six I, years of studies. Or, or more, actually, to be honest with you. I, okay. I know that Deepak Chopra was doing some studies in one of my uh, events that I went to. And, you know, blood studies, all that good stuff. And so it's been going on for a long time. And I first went to an event in 2008. So also uh, I have to give kudos to uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, amazing amounts of research being done okay. on oxygen in the brain, bringing that up from your perineum all the way up, as well as uh, what the effects do on your brain while meditating and the subconscious brain. Again, oh, I could talk for hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if if you wanted to start meditating, so what do you think is a good age? You say you have teenagers and they are I think it sounds like once your brain, especially a teenager where your hormones are running amok, yes, this would be great to learn how to start doing this at an early age so that you can control, excuse me, your thoughts. Yes. Yes. So you're controlling your thoughts because you're creating space so that the, the divine universe, the creativity, the pure potentiality can actually get in and yeah. from the subconscious levels. Now that can bring, you know, bad beliefs and good beliefs up, which that's, a, you know, another practice. However, I do believe that kids can start as ages four. I, I know I researched that there are schools that actually 
the young elementary schools who do meditation like in the mornings and the, the results are incredible. So at any age, then there's lots of different types of meditations. I of course have my favorite, but for, for children, you just start with, Hey, just feel your breath. Yeah. You know, very easy as long as you can practice it. And I think it needs to be part of a family too. Yeah. You know, okay. great. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I wanted to try to finish these two reviews before we go into our half break. So let's talk about our second one. So now we have one. Uh, Frontier in uh, Neuroscience was where it was published. Quality of Life and Surveillance Endocannabinoid System. Now, this should be very familiar for anybody that is a fan of our show. Endocannabinoid System, the ECS. All right. So in this particular study, they are looking at it from a neural place. The ECS manages lots of functions within the body. The endocannabinoid system they're referring is an important brain modulator. There's an important brain modulatory network. And as we know, this is what the ECS system is very good at. It creates homeostasis by exercising modulations. Uh, something needs to be more of. Another thing needs to be less of. This is how it keeps things in balance. We know often that pharm pharmacology uh, is never really that good at that. Hmm. They can go in there and attack a senior system, but not capable of creating balance. So the ECS has to step in and try to counter that. And sometimes it's a struggle because pharmacology can be pretty intense. Yes. All right. That's a good word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just leave it at intense. All right. So we use that word modulator in the other one when I said, huh? <laughs> modulator. Yeah. Yeah. So Kim and I are super familiar with the term modulation because in our world that's what we that's what we attempt to achieve and we know that certain cannabinoids have an affinity towards certain receptors and if we know what those receptors are that we're trying to modulate then we can put the right profile cannabinoids together so yeah we spent a lot of time in that part of the world love that i can learn from you guys <laughs> right <laughs> all right well thank you for that yes <laughs> okay CBD is a potent anti-inflammatory, anti-exotic, anti-depressant, anti-psychotic, anti-convulsant, anti-nausea, anti-oxidant, anti-arthritic, anti by the way, this is them talking. Yes. This is this is the this the physicians at oh I don't I didn't get the <laughs> the, the place. Uh, Neurochemistry Institute of Biophysics. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Someone. Very smart. Yes. Thank now, you. they state CBD as being non-psychosomatic, uh, presents promising therapeutic effects on the brain, known to re reduce brain damage associated with neurodegenerative and or isemic conditions. Mm. That's a powerful statement when you think about that. That's a very powerful statement for CBD because, you know, if it can create new, new neural pathways. Yeah. And, and, and help heal the brain, just like meditation can, why wouldn't you put the two together? Right. You know? Yeah. That, that's a very good point. Very mm -hmm. good point. And there's so little science in this area. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to just like you and I, all yeah. three of us to dive into this over the years. It'll be exciting to see how it, it absolutely out. will. I believe that most of the science was diving into those easy pieces, inflammation, pain, sleep, although they were touching in, in the neural networks, but they weren't diving into them. 
And I think it's because the ones who needed to do that were still being blocked by gray regulatory environment. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, well, I mean, they did dive into seizures. They did. They dove right in when they saw the how much it was helping with seizures. But how much? They rushed that through in three months. I'm sorry, that's not a dive. Yeah. That that was a pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I just had, I had fun saying that. I have to be honest. Yeah. But it does. It helps a lot with seizures. It really does. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Now this uh, this study uh, goes into uh, the title meditation meditation as it relates to the, the to brain mental and so forth so that's where we're going to talk next all right i'm so excited all right you're gonna to have to shut me up <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's see i am just going to i did highlight some sections here uh, but now that I have a neuroscientist sitting next to me, <laughs> self-study people, self-study. The suggested participation of the ECS on health benefits of meditation may have direct and indirect roles of cannabinoid signaling. Cannabinoid signaling meaning cannabinoid is a, a is is something that is attracted to a receptor. Once those two come in contact with each other, whatever the receptor is capable of doing, it will do. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, whether singular or multi, the indirect effects may arise from the ECS regulation upon the stress axis of the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal, the HPA, that controls the, all right, here's my, here's my <laughs> wonderful pronunciation, glucocorticoid. Oh, that was good. I know that was yeah, not bad. Yeah, not was bad. It? it sounded right. <laughs> so. So the, the, so, so it has, it has an impact on the regulation of glucocorticoid release. The ECS is widely expressed in all components of limbic system and HPA axis. The af, the, the afferents from the limbic system establish synaptic, synaptic <laughs> contact with local, local, all right. Interneurons of the PVN that inhibit or stimulate the CRHergic neurons through the GABAergic and glutamatergic synapses. Okay, wow. All right, all right. You all highlighted right. that? I did, you know, wow. but you notice that the highlight strokes were a lot thinner because there was a question mark as I got yeah. further and further down. All right, listen, I, what I wanted to express by sharing that paragraph uh, slaughtering that paragraph was that there was a connection with the ECS system that is very detailed in the brain. It's very detailed. Yes. Uh, it's the study has just been recent. That's all. Which I love because when I learned meditation, right, we, we were taught, okay, it lowers blood pressure, or it, you know, raises your cortisol mm -hmm. you know, or lowers your adrenals helps, you know, everything. Right. And that's basically just helping all your cells get to homeostasis and then be able to heal. And now that this is coming out, I mean, imagine that, you know, the ECS, cause I'm not going to pronounce the other one, mm -hmm. the ECS system is a new link and we're going to see how it all comes together. Yeah. I, I would think if your body is not in homeostasis, when you enter into meditation practices, then I would imagine that is very similar to that you not being hydrated. I know we'll have this conversation later, but yeah. <laughs> I, I think understanding this science and then being able to put an app, uh, something that's usable out to the public is just going to be a windfall. Yes. You know, I really, really see that. 
Uh, let me see if I want to continue doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like they used all their big words. Yes, they sure the did. Smart as hands. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. So, <laughs> so here we go with this group of doctors, and all expressing the impact that that meditation, good practice meditation, can have on the neural health. Yes. And I, I always love going to science back first. Uh, we like to share on that. Thank you very much for surviving that piece from us. But <laughs> I really want you to know that the second part of our conversation, at least it was science back. Yes. <laughs> and we all agreed to it. And all right. Okay. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to share from our perspectives. Yeah. And remember, anchored by science back. So right. put, put you, the papers away. Exactly. Right. <laughs> You'll like that part. So yeah. we'll be back shortly. Make sure you return. You're going to love what we have to share. Okay. See you in a few. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back. Let's talk meditation. Okay, we're over the science now. Let's apply it. Let's go application. Let's tell everybody... Why and what? Because I know we're going to do it, right? And I already know Kim's going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with a little, why should you use CBD oil for meditation? Because that is what started this relationship between Kim and I and Erin. Mm-hmm. All right. And she has used it. Yes. And she has lost this share. Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you what we discovered. Uh, and then she can speak on these topics. Increased ability to concentrate, stabilizes, improve your moods, 
decreased stress and anxiety, reduced pain and muscle soreness were the most common yeah. reasons. All right. Now you can speak to any one of those. Yeah. Increased ability to concentrate because this is really the conversation you brought to me. Yes. So let me explain a little bit about, uh, about meditation. Um, one of the myths is I can't do it. I have too many thoughts. And every time I start talking about meditation, I clear this up. You're going to have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. You are not going to be able to clear your thoughts. So the point is, and you guys on on the podcast can't see me, but imagine just like really close lines together, really, really close lines. And they're just frantic, like your monkey mind would be. Uh, And then when you meditate, you're going to start with that monkey mind and those thoughts. And, And then the point is, is that as you get into the meditation, you kind of sink into it. It's like a nice little roll into it that you create space between those thoughts. Okay. Now that space is just pure energy, pure consciousness. The, what we call the gap, you won't really know when you're in the gap because there's no thought, there's no, you know, vocabulary. However, the point is to actually bring some of that back, that essence back into your, into your daily life. So you're slowing down your thoughts Okay. and the thoughts uh, can be very, you know, when you, when you have a thought, you just go, thank you and go away. Now I teach mantra med- meditation with a certain primordial sound. Yeah. And the reason that is, is because it's just a sound or vibration and that sound or vi- vibration, your intellect doesn't really need to know what it means. Although I kind of give a meeting to people just so that, you know, it's sa- your intellect is satisfied. But as you have a thought, you just, you go back to your mantra, you go back to your, just your, and you're saying this silent you can say it out loud if you want to, but you go back to your mantra. So every time you have your thought, you just gently go back to your mantra and you could recognize that thought for sure. So an increased ability to concentrate basically creates that homeostasis and reduced inflammation and reduced anxiety in your daily life. Let me give you an example. Imagine that even if you do five minutes of meditation or 20 minutes of meditation, imagine that you, you, you stick your toe in the water. Okay. That's a five minute meditation or even a one minute. As you bring that toe back out for a little while, you're going to have that water on, on your toe and then eventually it'll evaporate, but it sticks with you. Right? So when you do a longer meditation or you get a little bit better at it with practice mm-hmm. and you create that space and the more you go into quote unquote, the gap, it's like diving into a pool ah. and coming back out with all that water on you. And you can do it multiple times a day. Now, usually if you dive in the pool in the morning, it'll last until about five o'clock at night. And then you dive in again and it'll help with the rest of the day. So you get more done. You have, it's easier to concentrate. And the only way I can tell you to try this or to, to experience this is to try meditation. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great share. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to, you just have to try it and stick with it. Correct. Because it's not going to come the way you think it should come the first time. Correct. Maybe even not, but you will gradually figure out how to move through it. Like I can do a meditation uh, that if I'm listening to someone and they're talking to me, like I am here, Mm -hmm. I am present. I, I, then I can stick with them that. Sure. But to do it by myself, it, yeah. Well, that's tough. so that's why it's the the mantra meditation is so powerful. I'll be glad to teach you. And in the class that I'm developing, online class, I actually am giving the women a certain mantra, and which I'm very excited about. And the mantra meditation is it's silent, but it gives you something to come back to. So, but it creates a little bit more of that space. Yeah. Right? Now I'm partial to that, in my opinion. Do any sort of meditation that you can. Yeah. You know, if that's the only thing you can do, great, do it. Uh, but CBD 
coming into CBD with the primordial sound meditation, may I, sell, may I share my first experience? Yes, please. Yes. So I've been meditating for a long time. I usually meditate for at least 30 minutes. Okay. And it's about 30 minutes. At 20 minutes, inevitably, I kind of open up my eyes and I look at the clock and I'm like, <sighs> you know, because yeah. even I am still a little agitated and I, I haven't felt that. Okay. So it's always at about 20, 21 minutes when I just d- go deep. Okay. And I go deep into, okay, I'm there. And I create more of the, I just get, look, I get, you know, goosebumps thinking about it. When I first tried the CBD, the Canafil CBD, I was surprised at how quickly I went into it. I don't remember what the time was because I was so relaxed. Now I took the CBD, waited 30 minutes and then, and then went into my mantra meditation. So thank you for that. Because all that means is that just, I have more Zen, more peace in my life for, you know, that amount of time. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. And I love, I love that share. And I had an idea that's where it would go too. And I know you did as well yes. because we both understood one thing that was homeostasis. Yeah. That was neuro homeostasis. Yes. So it, it prepared, you felt relaxed, but the reality was everything was modulated to put you in that state. And that was homeostasis. And I think that's exciting. And I think for somebody like you and I, Kim, uh, this is helpful. This is helpful because it may shorten that learning curve to get back to being in control so that you can do meditation for, you know, and get the benefits out of it instead of just working at learning how to do it. Yes. And if you're not ready for mantra meditation, I would, I would challenge you to just go on one of the apps and get nature sounds Mm -hmm. and just you know, observe your thoughts. Okay. Observe your, you can even just say ohm over and over again, but, but try that, try that with, you know, taking the CBD with the, whether it's relax or the balance, whichever one you suggest and see and, and give it a good month and see what kind of results and journal. Okay. All right. We're all for journaling and we're definitely all for trying uh, to calm the mind. Yes. And it sounds like more like you, you, control your mind and your thoughts, which sounds wonderful (laughs) because it feels like, you know, throughout the day, these thoughts just start popping up. And if they're already all there in the morning, can you control them a little bit so that they're not so prevalent in the day? So it's not a matter of controlling, although that can get into a deeper practice. However, it's awareness. Okay. That space that I was talking about, when you get the space in between the thoughts, that brings awareness of Oh, I'm having this thought. It's not necessarily a good thought. How how do I switch it around? Gotcha. Where when the monkey mind, there is no space for you to be aware of those crazy thoughts. Right. Yeah. And our thoughts are nuts. Yeah. Oh no. They, uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. So so she she spoke on the increased ability to con- concentrate, that stabilizes and improves your mood, decreases your stress and anxiety. There is another piece here that CBD can help with, and that's reduce the pain and muscle soreness that might keep you from staying you know, focused. Yes. All right. Some people cannot sit this long or some poke me. You, know, you might go into it with a pain. Correct. All right. So- and it could distract you. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm distracting. Yeah, I'm like interrupting you because I'm so no, excited. No, she's excited. <laughs> I, I look at her going, I don't, yeah. I, I, so anyway, yes, go ahead so, with that. Again, another myth is that you have to, you know, sit in lotus pose and be straight up. Listen, not everybody's got that. So we've mm-hmm. got aches and pains and things that happen, especially as we age or, you know, accidents or whatnot. The one thing I always suggest to people is try and sit, you know, sit comfortably. At the Chopra Center, we teach just sit comfortably with your feet on the ground if you can. Yep. Um, and and because if, if you're uncomfortable, you're not going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
in meditation, aches and pains do come up because again, you're creating that aware awareness of your body. You're going to feel your muscle twitches. You're going to feel this little ache and you can be aware of it. Yeah. So, um, if the CBD can help that and help you relax again, why wouldn't you take it? Mm-hmm. Also laying down is fine. If you, if you want to do meditation, laying down, I suggest being on the floor and not in bed. Bed is for two things. One is sleep. So Nicely put. You're welcome. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so for, for sure, again, and I, again, I'm, I'm a proponent of moving your body as well. So if the CBD can help with the portion of meditation for homeostasis mm-hmm. and relaxation and being able to create that space and peace in your mind, which again, will affect everything in the world, yep. right? We're all one. Then med- if you then exercise, you've got the CBD to help with your muscle soreness and, and bring you back or even just more flexibility. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's why I... That's why I use CBD, mm-hmm. not only for anxiety and, you know, getting through the day and mentally, <laughs> but physically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, right. I don't know if I could sit for 20 minutes, but I could lay down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could yeah. lay down. Just put a bolster under your, under your head, lay down on the floor. It's very good to ground yourself and bolster under your knees, mm-hmm. a blanket. Yeah. And, you know, just be aware and, and you could do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you how to take CBD for meditation. Uh, and then you can certainly respond, Aaron. Mm-hmm. So taking CBD orally could either be tinctures or edibles. Uh, if you use a tincture, the onset is a little quicker, maybe 20 minutes. If you use edibles, you might have to move it to 45 minutes before your, your practice. Uh, you could also do the same, add it to your morning smoothie or tea. Uh, but again, be mindful 45 minutes, anything that goes through digestive system, just use that as a, a general time, just make it an hour. So you don't miss an opportunity. Uh, and then other is topical. I think this is what we were last talking about is topically dealing with things that might be sore or could be sore after sitting for a while. And that's just a topical application. Okay. And, and usually their onset is pretty quick. So inside of 10 minutes before your your meditation, you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. So Any, I, so, so basically yeah. anything that's going to disrupt, it's going to take your mind away from what you're trying to do. Is that what you're saying? Well put. Yes. Okay. Yep. Or excuses that you come up with. Yeah. Um, I have to, I have to say that the, the, your, the topical roll on yeah. saved us. My whole family in New York city, we walked at least five or six miles a day and it, oh, it, saved, it saved yep. us. And again, if you have a sore back, put the roll on, on, you know, on your back, let it, let it sit there and create, including taking oral, uh, CBD and then meditate. Yeah. You know, because yeah, then you're just zend out. Putting yourself in a place and, and, and let's, let's make this the time to talk about the, the, uh, stigma that is behind this. This is not so CBD is there's nothing, no component that is psychoactive, none, not a single piece. The only cannabinoid, there's actually two cannabinoids in the cannabis family THC and THCA mm-hmm. are the only two. Or, no, I'm sorry, THC, yeah, THCA. Those are, those are the only two. The other known 118 of them have no psychoactive properties whatsoever, they are nothing more than agonists. Okay, they run around and they signal things, uh, they signal receptors to act. And that's it. Creating homeostasis. This is not alcohol. This is not psychoactive drug. This is none of those. And I think the stigma is still attached. 
which is, I find fascinating because to be honest with you, you see a, a, an uprise in ashwagandha, which is an Ay- Ayurvedic herb that I learned about back in 2007, 2008, okay. very much helps you with, with stress and, and homeostasis. Well, people are taking that like nobody's business. Oh my goodness, And yet we have yeah. a stigma on CBD. And, and explain to me though, Ed, and I'm sure you've discussed this before, but the difference between full spectrum CBD and then just the regular CBD. Yeah. So there's full back, full spectrum, broad spectrum and isolate. Okay. And in the order I just said, the full spectrum includes every cannabinoid in that plant, which is THC. Okay. All right. So it has predominantly, the hemp plant predominantly has CBD in it and has a very small amount of THC. Next down the list is broad spectrum. And broad spectrum is where they took the entire plant, but they pulled the THC okay. out of it. And then last is an isolate. They pulled the CBD out of the plant by itself. Okay. All right. So that's what it is. So again, the isolate's starting to fade away. Nobody's doing it anymore because with the value of all those cannabinoids, you can't, you can't ignore them anymore. Yeah. So that one's going away. Yeah. Uh, the THC is becoming more and more understood. So there's a balance between those two. Clinical is definitely in full spectrum. They see the value of THC. They want it in there. They know in the hemp plant, it is super, super, super small. Listen, the minimum dose of THC and a broad spectrum CBD product, mm-hmm. you'd have to, you'd have to smoke 400 joints to get to the same place. Oh boy. Yeah. So when people talk about this, what does that 0.03% mean? Yeah, it means you're going to be sitting around for a long time trying to match it. Yeah. Okay? There's no, uh... there's just no, not, there's no noticeable THC in a hemp plant. No. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that, and I find it interesting too, because, you know, in the, in the somewhat of the spiritual community, yeah. I'm a, I'm a realist, you know, I'm very practical. Like it's, I'm bold, I'm practical. Let's, let's get real, make this easy, especially with how I teach. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a stigma that, Hey, you don't want to use anything to anything that you put in your body yet. You see people using the ashwagandha or, or crystals or whatnot. So why not CBD? And, and I love that you're clarifying this and educating people so much on it, yeah. because again, seeing, I know I even asked you seeing all the CBD in the, uh, the, um, what am I thinking of? You know, medical marijuana facilities. Right? Oh yeah. 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 Those, yeah. The recreational places, the um, dispensaries. dispensaries. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I love that you're educating people on mm-hmm. the quality of, and that you're so passionate about it. Yeah. Because you don't see that. And the thing is, listen, the media and the government did a great job of demonizing this plant. (laughs) They did. They just did a great job. Mm -hmm. And that's why ashwagandha is not, it was never, you know, under the list. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's still the stigma. It probably will take at least another five or 10 years before people really go, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's, that's a pretty good forecast. That really is. Yeah. 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 I mean, they did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Okay, we're going to move on so we can get some more information into you. Now, how about this? How does the ECS system interact with the parasympathetic system? Mm. Now, the parasympathetic... Say that again. The parasympathetic <laughs> nervous system. All right. But I, I feel like I got it. Did I get it? Yeah, the second time, yeah. All right, okay. Is a division of the atomic nervous system that primarily functions to promote rest, relaxation, and digestion. It counterbalances the sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for fight or flight response. So if you think about that, once you are done with fight or flight, (laughs) 
then you need this system to kick back in. Yes. And I can't wait to have your participation in on this conversation. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you the ECS system uh, does interact with it. Uh, it is involved in various physiological processes, including pain modulation, immune response, mood regulation, and appetite, which are some of the systems in which the, the, uh, the parasympathetic nervous system deals with. Uh, the interaction between the two, uh, let's see here, CB1 receptor is the most common, and so that is uh, the one in the brain. Activating the CB1 receptors uh, can trigger activity and influencing the parasympathetic outflow and the associated physiological responses. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that means? Playing a role in regulating the release <laughs> of neurotransmitters involved in the, parasympath the parasympathetic signaling and such as acetylcholine <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we're back to reading people right, right, we're back right, to let's reading. see where is that a okay right. yeah mm -hmm. yeah well, that was pretty close all right close. take it away so so i'm extremely passionate about this this whole um this whole subject and I'd love to learn about the ECS system. Like I'm fascinated now because of course, meditation can help all these things, as I've said multiple times. Yep. Let's be real. Most of us are in the fight or flight all the time. Nowadays. Nowadays. We're, mm -hmm. we're, I mean, it's just constant. Our phones. It's the phone. I mean, it's the phone. You pick it up. I mean, nobody puts their phone in the other room. Barely. I, I'm trying, right? How okay. many times you wake up? I look at that thing when I'm going, getting, you know, going to the restroom in the middle of the night, well, instantly I have a thought of, oh my gosh, what's going on. Yep. So fight or flight is always on and not to mention just what's going on politically, what's going on in the world, what's yep. going on in our families, um, drug abuse, uh, obesity, you name it. Yep. So, it's all there. so learning about the ECS and then, uh, and the CB1 receptor, oh, I sound so smart. Uh, and then what, <laughs> what, what meditation and can do for all of that is fascinating to me. And one of the particular things that I'm very passionate about is that something about the appetite. So in my class, I teach a lot about mindfulness and, you know, we dig deep into belief systems and, yeah. and it's not, all, it's not always easy. Meditation can bring about some of those things, by yeah. the way. So be careful journal. And if, if you do, I'm just going to say this to the public, if you do meditate and start having what I call peeling away at the onions, you start feeling a little bit worse, make sure you go talk to somebody and, and journal about, it because it can help you get into some of these, these, you know, biological responses to fight or flight because the parasympathetic is coming on as well. What happens too, is when these days, when the parasympathetic lights up, a lot of people don't know that that's supposed to happen mm -hmm, right? because they're so used to being in the fight or flight and the busyness and the chaos and cortisol levels that are, you know, up and your adrenal, you know, your adrenal levels that are up and all that. So, uh, but the appetite is huge. We see a, a pandemic of, of, or epidemic of, uh, obesity. And I have a name, a friend named Will Almijo, and he has a very good nutrition program. And one of the things we talked about is that you can lose weight on any sort of diet, but if you don't get into your mind and your mindfulness and really dig deep, which I think meditation and CBD can definitely help when they bring together, yep. you're going to revert back. Yep. And so nobody's talking about that in the weight loss industry. And so it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think uh, if you can... Again, and this is why I'm so interested in this is controlling those urges. Yeah. I keep saying controlling. Should I say being aware of those urges? Recognizing and then responding to them mm -hmm. instead of reacting. So let's yeah. 
let's respond to our urges and be aware of them or our thoughts or, or, you know, our emotional responses to, Hey, I'm stressed out. I want to eat, you know, or I'm stressed out. I want to drink. Um, let's respond to them. And in response means you're making an educated choice, whether you're going to actually indulge in that and you know why, or you're going, you're going to say, okay, you know, I'm not, but reaction is that instant when you're in fight or flight. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, when you curse somebody out, Yeah, you know, so. Now let me add to this because the parasympathetic nervous system. So when we talk about it's counterbalanced through the fight and flight, let's go into detail so people understand and can connect with the conversation that you're having. So some of the things that it, promotes is rest, relaxation, and digestion. Let's talk about digestion because it stimulates digestion. It stimulates uh, constriction of blood in the digestive system, and it also triggers muscle reaction in the digestive system. Mm. So I would imagine these are all things, if they're going on a lot, like would contribute. Yes. So again, uh, one of the things that, that I think of with that, right, the, the parasympathetic system happens when you sleep, but only, it, it get, you know, that's when you restore. Um, how many of us are getting good sleep? Yeah. So Not these, yeah, these no. are things that are compounding. It's gotten me scared. Yes. Anyway. Um, the increase of IBS in, in, in the nation. Um, you hear all about the, the gut biome right now, right? Yeah. Why? Because probably since, and I'm 48 years young, but probably since I was a little girl, I was in that fight or flight or stressed out yeah. for multiple reasons, right? And so my gut has then had 48 years of being in the fight or flight, in the I'm stressed out and not being able to, to function properly. So if you, and you know what, the gut is the second brain yes. as far as I'm concerned. And so not I only do we have to take that. care of this brain, we need to take care of our gut. And that healing process takes some time as well, but understanding that you have to, you have to make a conscious effort to activate the parasympathetic. Okay. Okay. I I agree. Now I'm going to, let me roll through some things here. Uh, The effect of meditation on cells, reduce oxidative stress. We talked about those improves immune function, enhances, let's go to enhances mitochondria functions, mitochondria functions. Now we'd like to see something other than the damn cold things that you and I do, huh, Kim? Yeah, I mean, cold showers and all oh, those, you know, yes. where, where we call that immersing yourself in extreme yes. cold or whatever. Yes. That, yeah. yes. So it, I'm just actually learning a little bit more about mitochondrial uh, reactions. And, okay. and, and I, I come from a spiritual background of like, you know, quantum physics and that sort of stuff. And so yeah. when I get into the body, I'm really fascinated by the mitochondrial. In fact, I just started taking a supplement, yep. you know, for mitochondrial activity. Yep. So I would not be able to speak too much on that except for your cells regrow meditation helps those cells grow and, you know, in the proper way, which is going to help with that. All right. I'm going to give you now. So mitochondrial is big. Mm. That really is big. And a lot of people know about it. Not many people know about autophagy. Mm. Autophagy is achieved when you hear people talk about fasting for, you know, three or four days, because what they're looking for is to get to that place of autophagy. And if I'm saying that word correctly, (laughs) and by the way, that is, so there's cell degradation that happens at autophagy that helps remove dysfunctional dysfunctional components of yourself. And so people are striving to that. Now, hey, listen, I wish we could share more, but now you have to reach out to Aaron to get additional information. Aaron, can you share how somebody would reach out to you? Absolutely. You know, the best way is probably on social media. So I have, I'm going to give you one of my Instagram. So it's at the.goddess.blossom. The goddess blossom with dots in between. Yep. I tried to get it without the dots, but at the dot 
goddess.blossom. All right. Or I'm Erin M. Harvey, as in Marie Harvey, on, on Facebook. So beautiful. Yeah, feel free to, to message me. All right. Because you got our interest, and I bet you're going to have others, other listeners' interest as well. Thank you so much. And I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, in participating in this topic with us. This is a wonderful topic. Yeah. I think we should bring you back yep. after Ed and I it's going meditate. To. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because right? the next one is okay, you've gotten started. Now, now what? what? Yeah. Exactly. Let's do that. Let's plan we need that to understand out. more of the, the, the deeper background. Of the right. so. Yes. Okay. We do have to wrap this show up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I hope this was a good subject for you. Yes. All right. So this is Ed. And this is Kim. Reaching out for our best health possible. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.